Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So, folks, this uh, car wreck pileup of an administration just keeps uh, generating a trail of wreckage behind it like nothing we've seen in, 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 in modern or even not so modern American history. I'm going to explain to you what's going on with the media now as um, they start to turn on Biden. You may be saying to yourself, oh, they're doing it because, you know, they want to do the right thing and report on the baby formula shortage and the damage of inflation. No, 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 you'd be wrong. There's nothing to do with doing the right thing. I've seen this before many times. I'll tell you what they're really doing. Loaded show. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You don't like big tech and the government spying on you? Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got that. I've got, they're preparing. They're preparing. They've got their domestic terrorism bill ready to rock and roll. House voted on it the other day. The catch is the domestic terrorists are going to be you. They're already using useful idiots in the media. Stay tuned. Big show for you today. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joseph, it's Friday. So It's Friday! <laughs> Oh, gosh, you don't know how much I look forward to hearing Friday. These are long <laughs> weeks, you. and man, those two days off make a big difference for rejuvenating the Dan Bongino cerebral gray matter. Those axons and dendrites need a little refuel, right? Yeah. So this car wreck pileup of an administration, as I said, just continues a suck fest like we haven't seen in modern times. The left-wing media is now starting to turn. Now, before, again, before you... Say to yourself, oh, my gosh, you see, Dan? Because there's a question about this coming up later in the show in the question section. I, I thought you told us, you know, left-wing media lies. We should, they do lie. But eventually they do random acts of journalism, and it's not because they're good and decent people. It's because of what I'll call the David Dinkins dilemma. I'll get to that in a second. The David Dinkins dilemma, because once you see it, you cannot unsee it, okay? The David Dinkins dilemma. First, when you lose Mika Brzezinski <laughs> from MSNBC, you don't get more radical left than them. When you lose Mika, it is over. So here's Mika Brzezinski from MSNBC. She's got the Sagaino on, Surgeon General and name only the most uh, disgraceful human being to ever occupy that position, Vivek Murthy, right? Just a genuinely awful human being obsessed with censoring people. Remember him? We've got to seek out and destroy disinformation on COVID. You mean yours? The guy's a censorship feed. He's a totalitarian. 
So, of course, he doesn't want to actually, he's so obsessed with censoring social media using COVID as a disguise, right? That he forgot about real problems like the baby formula crisis where kids could die if we don't fix it, right? Mika Brzezinski had our failed human being Sagaino on, Vivek Murdy. And uh, here's how this went down. Didn't end well for him. Check it out. I'm I'm missing something here. I I'm not feeling an intensity. Do you do you want to know where there is not a baby formula crisis in Poland on the border where they took in almost four million people in three months and there's enough formula there. There's food. They've set up housing. They've been able to do all of this. By the way, uh, with the help with with the fundamental help of the U.S. military. So my question is, why isn't there the same mobilization here in America for this crisis? I mean, mothers are being told to go to websites or to drive hours or to try formula that might make their babies sick. Are we really here? And what is solving the problem? Not in a matter of weeks, but when are we going to see formula in the mouths of babies in America without any stress in terms of getting it? Well, Mika, I understand. I don't even bother because he doesn't even know what to do. He's like, oh, 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 oh man, they even got a wipey. He doesn't know what to do because he's stunned because he's so used to going on MSNBC. You're so wonderful. You're so, oh, gosh, we love you. You're doing such a great job. You're so fantastic. How did you guys knock, how did you guys knock those problems down like that? Please, though, please. T.O. Joe's like, time out. No, no, sometimes we have to do that when we screw up the show. No, no, I mean T.O. for the show show. This is not being done out of any sense of journalistic integrity or goodwill. I'll explain what I mean. I have more examples here. Here's MSNBC again about the baby formula shortage. This is MSNBC interviewing another left-wing outlet, the BBC's Caddy K. Caddy K. And Caddy K's like, the hell are up, was up with these idiots and the baby formula thing? They saw this coming for months. Here, check this out. The idea that the United States of America is having to import baby formula from Switzerland because mothers are running down to one can or even less to try and feed their babies. They literally cannot feed their babies. And this is in 2022. Um, the world's biggest military, the world's biggest economy can't get baby formula to people. Just seems... I mean, it, frankly, it seems kind of unbelievable. If somebody had told this to me a couple of months ago, I would have never have believed that this was going to happen. This headline started cropping up two or three weeks ago. And mm -hmm. two or three weeks ago, there wasn't very much attention being paid to this. The first stories I saw about it back then, I thought, I hope the White House is on this because this has the potential to blow up in their faces politically in a very big way. And of course, much more importantly, it is causing huge amounts of stress uh, to parents. Notice the first thing she mentions, Caddy K, is what, Joe? The political problem for yep. the White House. And she's, oh, and by the way, most importantly, mentioned, she does say most important. I'll give her that. Say, but she mentions it second. Yeah, and most importantly, you know, like kids could like die and stuff. Like that sounds kind of bad. Joe, bad, right? That's just checking. That's a yeah. really. Yeah, kids bad. Yeah, bad. Yeah, okay. really bad. Yeah, bad. Bad. Thank you. Thank you. Just had to double check on that. But uh, notice she mentions the politics first now. Folks, I saw this in New York City. Let's call this the David Dinkins dilemma, the triple D. David Dinkins, for those of you who don't know, uh, don't, didn't uh, grow up in New York, was the mayor of New York City. He was a, a one-termer. He, uh, he was black, and he was beloved 
by, you know, the left loves racial politics, of course. The right really doesn't care about your skin color. Uh, you know, that's a leftist phenomenon. But the media just loved the David Dinkins story. He was a far leftist, right? So David Dinkins comes in in New York City as the mayor. And uh, it's a historic moment for them because, again, they're obsessed with judging people by the color of their skin, which is a strange leftist. They're just infatuated with it. And they have been forever. So he's an icon of the New York media at the time. The problem is he's a leftist and leftism is a forest fire. They said in the beginning of the show, it's a car wreck. David Dinkins, uh, New York City explodes. Riots, crime, the economy collapses. It is a, it's, it's what Joe Biden's doing now. When you implement car wreck policies, shocker, car wrecks happen. Let's ice over a road and put Crisco on top of it. And gosh, let's all look at each other puzzled when cars start slamming into each other like bumper cars. That's the left. They ice the road and Crisco on top of it. And they wonder why the car wrecks happen. So what happened with David Dinkins is things got so bad at one point that after Dinkins lost to someone you may know, Rudolph Giuliani, who took over as a Republican, the media realized that in order to, this is, pay attention here, the media realized that in order to save the liberal far left movement, they would have to make Dinkins seem like he was uniquely incompetent. And not that liberalism was at fault. Does that make sense? Yeah. That is, ex I hope so, because this is critical you understand this, and that you don't confuse this with Mika Brzezinski and MSNBC all of a sudden growing a pair and doing actual journalism. They need to save liberalism first. They don't care about Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton or anyone else. They care about liberalism. So in order to save liberalism, because Americans are now seeing liberalism like New Yorkers did up close and personal, and they're like, gosh, this really sucks. Inflation, a border crisis, crime out of control. Man, I may have to start to rethink this liberalism. The media message now is going to be focused exclusively on Biden's failures, and they're going to blame them on Biden. In other words, they're going to say, it's not liberalism here, folks, which it is. Big government created this baby formula crisis. The FDA shut down a plant. The FDA was slow to get involved. We have uh, tariffs. By the way, big government, Republicans and Democrats, tariffs and labeling requirements, uh, ridiculous requirements on formula while babies are running out of food. This is a big government problem. In other words, liberalism is really, really cool, but Joe Biden doesn't know how to work it right. Yeah. Exactly. It's the old, Ogi says it sometimes too. It's the old, we'll get them next time yeah, approach. Yeah. It's, it's not socialism. That's not the problem. It's the people. We'll just, we'll get them next time, man. Yeah. But in order to save that, they've got to disconnect the bad people from, as Joe just aptly summed up, the good policies, air quotes, of socialism. It's not socialism. Joe Biden's just a numbnuts. You're going to see this now. Watch. Uh, listen. Mm, beam in. I'm telling you, once you learn to recognize it, you will never, ever see politics the same way again. Because you'll see people, oh, look, the media is finally. No, no. The media is protecting liberalism. Watch how they talk about it. Do you notice they don't indict liberalism and big government policies 
they'll start to go after the people like Mika did. Oh, man, why didn't you guys wreck Caddy K? Why didn't they recognize this? Because government can't, because it's incompetent. The David Dinkins dilemma. I saw it in New York where they eventually started writing really negative stories. Man, David Dinkins, that administration was terrible. That was terrible. They weren't blaming liberalism. They were blaming him. Watch. They are obsessed, obsessed with protecting him. All right, moving on. So Jennifer Granholm, uh, our uh, energy secretary, another failed human being. So because the Biden administration is seat now, there's a, there's a, a David Dinkins dilemma in reverse too. People in the Biden, Biden's very dumb, okay? But the people, he just is, I'm sorry, folks. But the people around him are not. They're smart. They're not right, they're wrong, but they're smart. And you mistaking them for being stupid, the people around him is going to cause us to be stupid. And we don't want to do that. The people who are around him are smart. They understand the David Dinkins dilemma. And they know the media is going to eventually turn on Biden. So Biden, understanding the blame is going to fall on him and not liberalism, has to find a way to pass the buck to someone else. And that's why you have scenes like this that unfolded on Capitol Hill with Senator Josh Hawley, a Republican, and our disgraced energy secretary, the laugher, Jennifer Granholm, who laughed when asked about the whole gas price. Yeah, he had a way to lower gas prices. Here she is trying to pull a stunt on Josh Hawley. I love the word stunt, by the way. This is a little stunt Josh Hawley asked her about gas prices, which were rising way before Vladimir Putin um, invaded Ukraine, by the way. That's just a fact. So blaming the gas price hike exclusively on Vladimir Putin is ridiculous. He surely has a role in it, the invasion, but prices were going up dramatically way before that. So because they know the Dinkins dilemma, watch Granholm try to pin it on Putin and take the blame off the Biden administration and Josh, ha- Josh Hawley's having none of it. Check this out. This is good. Six dollars a gallon by the month of August. Is this acceptable to you? No, it is not. And you can thank the activity of Vladimir Putin for invading Ukraine and pulling especially oh, those barrels. Uh, with all due respect, Madam Secretary, that's utter nonsense. In January of 2021, the average gas price in my state was $2.07. Eight months later, eight months later, long before Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine, that price was up over 30% and it has been going up consistently since. What are you doing to reverse this administration's policies that are drawing down our own supply of energy in this country that are throttling oil and gas production in the United States of America. What are you doing about With it? With respect, sir, it is not administration policies that have affected supply and demand. How can you say that when the price of gas was up over 30 percent from January to uh, you answer my questions? Answer. And it's my time, Madam Secretary. So why don't you answer my question? From January to August, the price of gasoline was up over 30%. In my state alone, it has been a continuous, a continuous upward tick since then. And here's what your president did when he first came to office. He immediately re-entered the Paris Climate Accord. He canceled the Keystone Pipeline. He halted leasing programs in Anwar. He issued a 60-day halt on all new oil and gas leases and drilling permits on federal lands and waters. That's nationwide. That accounts, by the way, for 25% of U.S. oil production. He directed federal agencies to eliminate all supports for fossil fuels. He imposed new regulations on oil and gas and methane emissions. Those were all just in the first 
few days. Are you telling me that's had no effect? The administration knows what's going on here. They know they suck. They know exactly what they did. Josh Hawley just laid out a dispositive case how the administration's policies are impacting the future price of oil and gas and the present price of oil and gas because it's a futures market smoothed out by options contracts and things like that and derivatives. And Granholm, of course, has no response other than, we didn't do it. It was It's the Beavis and Butthead other kids approach. If you've never watched that cartoon from uh, the 90s that was on MTV, it's one of the funniest things you've ever seen. These two dopey kids, Beavis and Butthead. When their neighbor, Mr. Anderson, used to catch them doing stuff, they'd go, that's other kids. This is the Biden administration. It's the that's other kids approach. We didn't do it. It was Putin. Holly, really? You did this, 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 this. I don't know. Now, showing you, by the way, and, and proof positive that this administration is uniquely, you, you know, I hate that word along with literally. I hate it because they're literally, uniquely the most overused words. But this administration is uniquely unqualified. Just surrounded, surrounded by people who are just totally incompetent when it comes to leadership. Here's another interaction yesterday up on the Hill that tells you all you need to know about this administration. Joe Manchin, Democrat. Senator from West Virginia. Again, a Democrat for liberals watch. You don't know that. Joe Manchin asks our interior secretary, Deb Halen. He says, hey, listen, uh, you guys issued a memo today, basically shutting down some leasing on these lands. Look at Deb Halen. She is the secretary of the interior. <laughs> you saw this, right, Joe? She has no idea. She's like, oh, really? I don't know, because I'm, I'm here right now. She's in charge. This is it. Again, Biden's political people know what they're doing. The people in charge are some of the worst, most pathetic, spineless leaders you have ever seen. She knows damn well about this memo. She just doesn't want to get called out. Here, watch this. Secretary Helen, I don't know. You all just put out a statement. The U.S. Department of Interior just put out a statement. And the statement basically says a proposed program is not a decision to issue specific leases or to authorize any drilling or development. This is from y'all's office. So it looks like you are on to shut everything down. Did you know you all put this? I, I, I am. I am sorry. I, I am sitting in this hearing and and not. Oh my God, somebody. This shuts it down. It shows what your intent is. <laughs> <laughs> that's a democrat that's a democrat how does a democrat senator know more about i know how does he know more about a memo from the secretary of the interior than she knows herself how does that happen that happens when joe biden's the president and he appoints kareen jean pierre deb highland uh the, the, i mean the, the kamala harris's vp just uniquely incompetent people. No leadership skills at all. All right, let me get to my next sponsor. And then I want to get to these very same buffoons who are right now leadership inept, but know exactly what they're doing. Know exactly what they're They're doing this, destroying this place on purpose. I'll discuss it on my Fox show this weekend too. They're doing this on purpose. 
I interview Mark Levin. He just goes off on this. Enter the New York Times here who is helping them do what the only thing they can do right now because they know they're destroying the country. They want to desperately stop conservatives from reporting on them. So censorship's their only tool. Coming up next. Don't miss it. Next segment is very important. Today's show brought to you by Patriot Mobile. So DHS tried to create a department designed to combat disinformation, you know, code for free speech they don't like. Want us to wonder what's coming next. Free speech is under attack. That's why I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile. They're America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider, and they're passionate about free speech and your constitutional rights. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service, plus the peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempts to silence you. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer support. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, the sanctity of life, and our veteran and first responder heroes. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Dan. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make the switch today. Let's support companies that love America. Share our values, share your values, and our values. It's important. PatriotMobile.com slash Dan. PatriotMobile.com slash Dan or call 972-PATRIOT. Check them out today. Thanks, Patriot Mobile. So, again, these same buffoons who claim, claim, folks, Deb Hyland knows exactly what was in that memo, okay? Claim not to know uh, how the gas prices are going up like Jennifer Granholm. Um, claim not to know about memos from their own office. Vivek Murthy was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on with the baby formula. You know exactly what happened. Just cut the crap, please. All right. These very same people and the useful idiots in the media, they need to censor you. They need to censor you because they sense a growing problem that the democratization of information via social media, folks, not to beat this point to death because I've said it before, if you're a listener to the show, but you got to understand, I'm only 47. Joe's a little bit older than me, but back in the back in the day, as they'd say, if CBS, NBC, and ABC, if the nightly news did not report on a story or it wasn't in the New York Times or Washington Post, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Right. If there was a, sh- right, if there was a shooting in New York that was a local, you'd see it on the local news. It was a local tragedy. We would rarely, if ever, hear about it on the nightly news because it was a half an hour long. They didn't have enough time. The era of 24-hour news and social media where you can go to Twitter or Truth or whatever platform and instantly see an updated feed to the second, to the actual second of what's going on has democratized news and made everybody a reporter. The problem is the overwhelming majority of suckfest stuff that happens in the country reported on Twitter is due to liberal policies. Crime, home invasions, robberies caught on video in stores, you know, people taking pictures and video of gas prices. This is all liberal suckfest stuff. They need to censor you. Liberals can't have you seeing what they're doing. They're not used to this. They had decades of Cronkite and Brokaw and Jennings, where they do all the silencing for them in the New York Times. 
So they've got to shut you up. Enter tragedy in Buffalo and useful idiots follow right along. Folks, the House voted the other day on a domestic terrorism bill. I covered it yesterday. Tucker covered it last night. Make no mistake. This is an effort by the United States government liberal wing and morons like Adam Kinzinger, the single dumbest member of Congress right now, surpassing Adam Schiff by far, right? They voted on a bill to target you and call you domestic terrorists, just like they did school board parents. Now, you enter the New York Times, you always need useful idiots like David Leonhardt. Man, is that an inappropriate last name for this guy? It's not like lying. This guy is a snake. David Leonhardt knows exactly what he's doing. He writes this piece at the New York Times. The rights violence problem, the Buffalo killings are part of a pattern. Most extremist violence in the U.S. comes from the right. Ha! That's, a, that, that's a, This is hilarious. David, David, David Leonard. Yeah, you're right, David. It's just crazy that right wing violence, Antifa, BLM, the blood flowing down the streets of Chicago, New York City and big cities all run by right wingers. Chicago, run by conservatives for decades now, of course. Yeah, yeah. You're, by the way, uh, this disgusting filth, David Leonhardt, who's exactly that, who wants you targeted by a domestic terror bill and is the useful idiot communists warned us about forever. David Leonhardt knows exactly what he's doing. David Leonhardt is, 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 a, is, is filth, and David Leonhardt wants you targeted. So he lies. He openly lies. One, the Buffalo... Uh, killer was not a right winger. He was a homicidal maniac who deserves universal condemnation and was attacking Fox News in his manifesto. And by the way, there's one thing we definitely know about the manifesto, that it was laden with anti-Semitic content, which is really ironic because that's kind of a left wing thing. Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, the BDS movement. Notice how this this piece of filth at the New York Times, yeah, kind of leaves all that out. Every communist murderous regime needs useful idiots. Enter the New York Times every single time. And spineless losers like David Leonard. Now, folks, this is a global effort to suppress and silence you. You understand how the David Leonhardt who is not a member of the media, but claims to be, is contributing to the efforts to silence you by labeling you as dangerous right-wingers. You see how he plays into the useful idiot mold they needed? Go right to morons like this every time. But do you see what they're trying to do? They're trying to silence you a couple of ways under the guise of being medical misinformers and being dangerous political right-wingers like the Buffalo guy, even though the Buffalo guy was spouting anti-Semitism celebrated by the left. Well, we covered a story last Friday about the WHO. The WHO, the World Health Organization, a failed organization that grossly misled people during the early days of the COVID pandemic, the WHO is now updating their international health regulations. And Tucker covered it last night, which is good because the rest of the country needs to see it. You can listen to Friday's show if you want to hear our coverage of it. Tucker talked about this new World Health Organization treaty, which, by the way, one of the tenets of it 
is to attack medical misinformation on social media and use a globalist organization to do it, i.e. to censor conservatives from speaking out. Let me give you the short one, the short version. But they're also going to have compliance committees hmm. that can enforce their orders and edicts. Listen to Tucker cover it last night. It's pretty good. Check this out. You should know that none of this is going to be optional. Thanks to an amendment from the Biden administration, the treaty contains a provision for a compliance committee. Ooh, there's always the stick. It provides that every member country in the WHO must, quote, inform WHO about the establishment of its national competent authority responsible for overall implementation of the IHR that will be recognized and held accountable. Under this treaty, WHO members must enforce orders from the WHO. They have to act as the heavies for the WHO. And if they don't, they'll be sanctioned. The White House is going to be the muscle for the director of the World Health Organization. So who is the director of the World Health Organization? Well, that would be a former member of Ethiopia's Marxist-Leninist party called Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus. He once led the Ministry of Health in Ethiopia. He's not a physician. But as the head of the Ministry of Health in Ethiopia, for political reasons, he covered up three cholera outbreaks, the opposite of what he's supposed to do. You guys starting to see the pattern here? So conveniently, as if on cue, the World Health Organization is pushing for their own ministry of truth, demanding that if social media isn't censored in the name of medical misinformation, which really means silence conservatives, just so we're clear. The WHO wants their own ministry of truth, and they want international compliance committees to enforce their edicts and orders. Did you notice, because no one's put two and two together yet, I think other than this show, if I have, correct me, that right around the same time the Biden administration was pushing for our own ministry of truth? Wouldn't that work out just perfect? World Health Organization doesn't want conservatives speaking out about vaccine problems or anything like that. Anything like that. They relay a message to the DHS Ministry of Truth. The ministry comes and kind of winks and nods to social media companies to have you banned. Gosh, it seems like the timing was just perfect. It's all a big coincidence, so folks, I'm sure. Surprised no one's put that together yet. WHO Ministry of Truth, DHS Ministry of Truth, WHO Scary Poppins. Kind of weird, right? Scary Poppins also had a lot of international connections with this kind of stuff, too. So just kind of strange, right? All right, let me get to my, um, my next sponsor here. And uh, coming up, folks, this food's, food shortage problem, I'm, 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 I can't warn you in strong enough terms, may very quickly turn into a food scarcity problem. Stay tuned. I got that story coming up next because we're not going to let this go. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Okay, back to the show. So why do they need to shut you up so badly? The WHO, Scary Poppins, the Ministry of Truth, the new domestic terror board that they're trying to push. Why do they need to shut you up? 
Because again, reporting on what they're doing usually means reporting on bad news because liberals can never produce good news because liberalism is a rotting, metastasizing cancer on the country. And that never produces good news. Food shortages, folks. Probably the biggest story of our time. It reminds me of one of my favorite movies, the campy but ever watchable World War Z. World War Z is about a zombie breakout the end of the world, zombies attacking and killing everyone. I love it. It's a, it's a corny movie, but I've seen it probably close to 25 times, right? There's a scene in the movie where Israel prepares early, and there's this thing called the, the 10th man where he's supposed to agree with the other nine. Bottom line is Brad Pitt, who's a character, who goes, man, how did you see this zombie thing coming when everybody else was like laughing how stupid of an idea it was? And the guy says to him, well, nobody thinks something's going to happen until it does. Now, I reference back to the beginning of the show, Caddy K from BBC on the MSNBC interview saying, who the hell would have thought there'd be a baby formula shortage in the United States? She's right. And I can tell you for a fact, for a fact that if a month or a month and a half ago, I were warning you on this show that you were looking at a potential baby formula shortage. Left-wing nuts would be like, that's a conspiracy. He's trying to scare people. Nobody thinks anything's going to happen until it does. Now, I am getting out ahead of this story, and I don't care what they call me, a conspiracy theory or not, because if this, if you think the baby formula shortage is bad, uh, remember this has been said often, you're only four missed meals away from total chaos. The Hill. Export bans abroad threaten to push sky-high food prices even higher. Folks, we're now getting to the point now where some of the world's biggest producers of food, India and others, are now no longer exporting food. They're keeping it for themselves. Now, you want a food price problem, which is bad enough. Prices are going up dramatically. Have you seen what a pound of bacon costs? You want a food price problem to become a food scarcity problem? Because let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, those are two completely different problems. One of the questions I think coming up later is, how do I get prepared for this if I don't have a lot of money? I understand. Uh, we'll get to that a little later in the questions. Also, folks, we cannot trust these people to tell us the truth. They are prepping us for a new fear porn campaign because they will use fear when fear benefits them. Here, hard evidence again. Daily Caller, here we go. May 18th, pro-maskers are laying the groundwork, maybe laying the groundwork to bring back COVID restrictions. They're, they're already going with, it's going to be a massive summer wave. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got news for you. We are stuck with COVID. There is going to be a summer wave for eons. We have to learn to live with it. We are stuck in this endless cycle of failure where these cloth masks which do almost nothing to stop you from getting the virus. We keep relying on failed ideas in this Biden administration, liberal Democrat cycle of failure because they cannot get out of the stupid black hole. That's two masks. Did they work last time? No. Again, I will apply the money ball rule to everything in life. He's a good hitter. Why doesn't he hit good? If masks work, why aren't masks working? Why do we keep doing the same stupid things over and over again? Well, because of this, just the news article. In the, all this is in the newsletter today. Primary source of COVID misinformation is the feds. 
Scientists and scholars tell the, uh, tell the Surgeon General. Endless cycle of stupid, folks. It's never going to stop. Speaking of endless cycles of stupid, um, our failed president, who has become an international, cosmic, intergalactic laughing stock at this point, the country can't survive two and a half more years of this guy, folks. It's just not possible. I'm serious. We, we, this is going to be real trouble. He's in South Korea, and uh, he's talking to President Yoon. You know who he's not talking to, Joe? He's not talking to President Moon. No. Because there is no President Moon. But there is a President Yoon. But of course, Joe Biden, who, you know, once in a while, you'd be like, okay, it's a verbal faux pas. Who, again, my, my, my operating premise on Biden has been what? He cannot get through a single speech without embarrassing himself and saying something dumb. Here he is in South Korea talking to the fictitious president, President Moon, who doesn't exist. Check this out. Lions between the Republic of Korea and the United States of America is a linchpin of peace, stability, and prosperity for a region of the world that we seek. So thank you all very much. And President Moon, Yoon, thank you for everything you've done so far. Appreciate it. This is the least of its screw-ups. At least he corrected himself on this one. The guy cannot get through a single speech. There is no President Moon. Now, now. <laughs> oh man all right here's what i got coming up it's important uh an update on the clinton case the clinton sussman case i'm, I'm going to keep it brief because until we get outcomes and people wind up in handcuffs uh, i'm not uh i'm not too crazy but i just want to give you a, a quick update on my show tomorrow unfiltered please check it out set your dvr 9 p.m tomorrow We've been number one for 10 weeks in a row. Thanks to you. Please help us keep up the streak. Here's what I got. I got the great one, Mark Levin on. And he just, he, he talks about how this socialist model is working here right now. It's, you need to see it, to hear it. It's really good. I got Lauren Boebert. That's going to be terrific. I've got a UFO skeptic. You know, we have the rebuttal. We're going to call this the rebuttal kind of. Because we have a lot of people talking about this UFO story, just assuming these things are extraterrestrial. Right. So I thought it's only fair to the audience, right? I want to hear the other side. Sounds fishy to me This uh, that they could be extraterrestrial, but let's hear the other side. So we got a skeptic coming on. That'll be fun. And my monologue's an important one. Are you being spied on? And by who? And it may not be by who you think. So check out Unfiltered uh, tomorrow night, Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Set your DVR if you can't make it live. It's going to be a good show. Okay, an update on the Clinton case. The Sussman, who, Michael Sussman, who is, was the Hillary Clinton-associated team lawyer who promoted basically the collusion hoax, went to the FBI with it. Now, the government is prosecuting him. John Durham is the prosecutor and is saying Michael Sussman went to the FBI and lied. He said he was working alone when in fact he was paid by Hillary Clinton to go to the FBI with this stuff. Okay, that's the case in a nutshell. It's not complicated. Folks, Hillary Clinton finds herself and her team in a really, really bad spot right now. Covered this on the radio show yesterday. But just quickly, Jerry Dunleavy, who's been done great reporting on this, by the way, the Washington Examiner, will be in the newsletter. Durham trial. Baker, he was the FBI lawyer who got the information. 100% confident Michael Sussman told him he was acting alone. Folks, you see the problem now the Clinton team has going forward? The FBI lawyer, Jim Baker, who received the information from the Hillary Clinton-connected lawyer, Michael Sussman, they have two different stories. Hillary Clinton, so Team Clinton is saying, hey, 
We, we didn't send Sussman. He went on his own. Jim Baker's saying that's total BS. Uh, uh, that, that whole, uh, that, uh, the Sussman saying, um, I told them I was working on behalf of Hillary Clinton. Jim Baker says BS. You told me they were working on it. So here's the problem they have going forward. Team Clinton and the FBI, bang, 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 are going to start knocking heads and it's going to get ugly. Team Clinton's going to say this. Hey, we hired this lawyer, Michael Sussman, right? It's not our fault that we brought this information about collusion to the FBI and that the FBI are idiots. Are you tracking where I'm going with this? The FBI now in court is going to come back with another story. Team FBI is going to say, hey, we were duped by these liars who wouldn't leave us alone and kept coming to us with fake information. Long and short of it is going forward, someone's going to look really bad, if not both of them. And Hillary Clinton and the FBI are going to find themselves at serious loggerheads. I'll keep you updated on what happens in that case moving forward. Um, okay, folks, the meltdown over 2,000 mules continues by disingenuous, bad faith actors on the left who are not serious people and certainly not serious journalists. The latest is NPR's Tom Driesback, um, who tweeted out this about Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh doesn't want to talk to Tom Driesback. These are bad faith actors. Dinesh will respond on his podcast. So Tom Driesback goes in to try to, you know, uh, destroy the film because that's what they want to do, just like, you know, Philip Bump, who's a hapless buffoon, we know that, um, and others. The left wing is losing their minds. Why? Because they want to cheat in elections moving forward, and they don't want anyone highlighting the massive malfeasance that happened with ballot boxes and mules in 2020. It's no more complicated than that. But I was thinking this morning, how do I cover this? And I thought, it's hard to cover because you have to understand with Tom Driesback and others. There is no amount of evidence that will convince them of the truth that 2020, the malfeasance is there, recorded in the movie for any, no amount of evidence will convince them. And here's what I mean. When you're a bad faith actor like these guys, who they have no intention of entertaining the evidence in the movie. What they want to do is pick nits. Okay, there may be some, uh, there are a couple of issues in the movie with some claims made by some of, uh, now not regarding a thing, but some of the, the they rented a building here instead of there. It has nothing to do with the conclusion of the film. Nothing. But it doesn't matter. These are bad faith actors. Now, showing you they're bad faith actors, right? Here's what I mean. These same idiots trying to discredit 2,000 mules, where they use cell phone geotracking to follow ballot mules from ballot harvesting centers to ballot boxes. Those same people say geotracking's no good. Really? Because, Joe, I don't know if you remember correctly, but these same idiots, these same left-wing dunces told us that there was a mysterious ping from Michael Cohen's phone, uh -huh. who was Trump's lawyer. Remember that? I In sure Prague. Do. You remember that? We talked about it ad nauseum. Uh, uh, by the way, a cell phone ping, not a single credible journalism outlet has ever verified happened. A single ping from Prague and that Michael Cohen, when he was in Prague, arranged the collusion hoax with the Russians. Keep in mind. That was one cell phone pick. So it's strange. We can start a four-year witch hunt of Donald Trump based on a collusion case, based on a single cell phone ping. But 2,000 multiple pings from mules going from ballot harvesting centers, at least five, to at least 10 ballot boxes, definitely no good. You see why you can This is why, Dinesh, do not answer these idiots. These are bad faith actors. They're like, 
They didn't rent a building on the Mississippi State University. It was actually outside. That, that, that's the, this is what they do. These are bad faith actors who are useful idiots. Here's another one. No, it's not. I'm not going for the cowbell. So with the Hunter Biden case, right? We have the actual written receipt signed by Hunter Biden for his laptop, right? Billed to Hunter Biden with Hunter Biden's phone number. And the left was like, definitely not Hunter Biden's laptop, Russian disinformation. So the Hunter Biden receipt was no good. Yet allegations from a guy who hurt, I'm not making this up, who heard from a guy who heard from another guy that there's a PP tape no one's ever seen of Donald Trump getting peed on by Russian hookers. Run with that. Definitely run with that. Do not, good for Dinesh. And I'll say to anyone else involved in this film, friends of mine too, do not respond to these people anymore. They're bad faith actors. They're interested in election fraud, propagating election fraud, covering election fraud. They're just bad actors. I just proved it. A ping from Michael Cohen's phone, collusion. A P-tape, definite collusion. A receipt by Hunter Biden, signed by Hunter Biden. No, 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 definitely not his. Geo-tracking to over 2,000 mules from ballot centers, 10 of them to ballot, five of them to ballot harvesting centers. No, no, not good enough for us. Stop. Just stop. Watch the movie for yourself. 2000mules.locals.com and you'll come to any reasonable person and be like, wow, they really did scam us in 2020. Don't pay any attention to these people. The Bill McCarthy's of the world. These are just bad faith actors with no character at all. Okay, last story. It's a kind of an economic one, just fast. But folks, get ready, man. Start preparing yourself. Diversify your portfolios now. It is really important. Wall Street Journal, more subprime borrowers are missing loan payments. Is that from May of 2007? No, that's from 2022. Joe, does this sound familiar? Subprime borrowers, mortgages, housing credit. That happened before? Yeah. I, it, you yeah. think it did, right? I'm yes. not crazy. I'm not the only no. He's even old enough to remember that one. Right. Or me and Joe are older. Yeah, yeah that kind of happened. Kind of strange how we get. Remember we talked about in the beginning of the show with masks and everything else, and if I, just the cycle of failure because history repeats itself because left-wing media types Keep protecting liberalism and throwing people under the bus. Here, you see right there in the journal. People are going bankrupt now, forcing households to choose between paying for essentials and paying their monthly loans. Folks, keep voting for liberalism and you're going to keep screwing over your wives, your kids, your family, everything. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. You, you did this to yourselves. I have warned you. I've done everything in my power in the eight years Joe and I have been doing this podcast. For eight years, I, I have warned you about what you were doing, and you continue to do it. All right, let's get to the questions. It's time for questions for Dan. All right. Question one. Not that question. That question. Hey, Dan. P. Larson, 1311. Through all your years in jiu-jitsu and MMA training, what was your favorite submission you liked while, uh, while rolling? Folks, my favorite submission, I sh well, I shouldn't say, the one I got the easiest, the submission while rolling, was from my back, from the guard, me me, uh, me, and uh, operating the guard, is the arm bar. 
I always found the arm bar easy to get. People, it you know, arm bars when you basically do an arm crank on a guy, it's just it's easy to get because they always put they almost put their head there for you to get. But it's I don't think the arm bar is the best move in the street. And I'll tell you why, simply. What are you going to do? You're going to break the guy's arm? I mean, at some point, you're going to have to let him go. If you break his arm, man, you know, you're going to run into a lot of trouble. So the, the, what I like better in the street, if you're defending your life, is carotid obstructions. Because there's a period of semi-consciousness where if you do, say, a triangle choke or whatever it may be, you can get away. This guy's trying to kill you. You know, an arm bar is kind of like, you know... It's hard to do that, and it's kind of gruesome. So, but the armbar was by far the easiest. Ask anyone who's rolling me; I can pull an armbar on, 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 on just about anyone. Not at any time. Eh, Brown and black belt's probably a little savvy, but I can pull armbars pretty good. So, a uh, good question. Hey, Dan, Jack Tron. So, my cousin's at Disney today. Last night, I urged her not to go, and got backlash from my family. We're all conservatives, but they thought I went too far in trying to ruin their trip. Do you think I went too far? You know, I thought about this question as I put the question. Like, what do I tell Jack here? Um, I think the time to address it, Jack, if you want me to be candid, was probably before the trip. Once the decision's made, I don't think you ruined anything. I mean, you know, I respect you. I do sincerely for speaking up. You got a lot of guts and I don't disagree with your decision, but humbly, I think the time to do it is before the trip. I mean, once they're there, it's kind of over, right? So, uh, but yeah, don't go to the, and listen, folks, stuff happens. I'm not going to pretend to you that, uh, you know, I have been entirely pure of spirit. It's hard. It's hard to, because so many companies are left wing folks. It, it, Joe, you probably find the same thing. It's almost like impossible to get away from it. Yep. You're like, you, you know, the other day, like I needed a product for a, a mobile EKG and I'm like searching the company, like, you know, BLM, all of a sudden to see if they're, you know, they're connected to any of these like nonsense. So it's, it's hard. But yeah, the time to do it is probably before they leave. So good question. Broken hearted mom. Hey, Dan, is there any vote from the House or Senate required to enter into a WHO healthcare treaty? Is there any legal recourse for free states to reject lockdown demands by the WHO if we enter that treaty? Any treaty has to be ratified by the Senate. Two thirds. It's as simple as that. And let me tell you something. If you're not calling your senators now saying, hey, is this a binding treaty? If it is, I, you know, it, it should, if, if that's what you plan on doing, that's in the Constitution. Where are you going to vote? Oh, we're not going to vote. Okay, that's not a binding treaty. The problem is they don't really care about binding treaties as we saw with the Iran deal. Big problem. Next question. At, this is a GOT81WA. Hey, Dan, a lot of us little people working paycheck to paycheck. No little people. I get what you're saying, but we don't have the luxury of investments. What do you suggest as an alternative to get ready for a possible famine that could potentially be coming? I teased this question before. Folks, this isn't a joke. Uh, again, I'm not trying to scare you, but you don't need to be rich. And even if you are paycheck to paycheck, you can get some really cheap food and stock up. We have Patriot Supply, which is, you know, you, that's a three month supply. But if you can only afford a couple of weeks, it's better than nothing. Um, there's some things you can also buy on the cheap, you know, powdered milks and stuff. Listen, it's not the best tasting stuff, but you know, powdered milk and things like that. But when you're in a crisis, if God forbid one happens, number one, you have to be thinking two things, shelf life and calories. That's it. Who don't know? No, who cares about the taste? It's about staying alive. 
you know, there's also a lot of canned goods which can, which can be cheap. You can get, you know, canned, uh, this is fish that's canned. There's, there's, uh, there's meat that's canned. That's listen, again, we're not, we're not talking about five-star cuisine here. We're talking about staying alive, but I would dedicate it, you know, a half of a paycheck to picking up at least a couple of weeks worth of that stuff, powdered milks, canned meats and stuff like that stuff that can get you through a crisis. It's important. Hey, Dan, Rourke Pargia, I don't even know how to say that. Which of the swing state legislatures have done the best job of combating election fraud? Florida and Georgia, no question. No question. So I told you, elections do matter. The Democrats cheat. Gosh, just watch 2,000 Mules. It's obvious. But what are we going to do? Just let them keep cheating? The idea is we got to fix it. Georgia's done a lot. Getting a hold of these ballot boxes, instituting ballot ID, Florida the same way. So this is how we do it, state by state by state. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm sorry. I'm not giving up. All right. Hey, Dan, Sandra81376. How hard would it be to go back to backing the dollar with gold? I'm not a liberal, but I am math stupid. Dumb it down for me, please. I promise you're not insulting me. Um, it wouldn't be impossible. Um, you know, the Constitution uh, delegates those authorities to the Congress to do uh with, with regards to our money and to go back to the gold standard wouldn't be difficult at all. The problem is uh, right now, the, the, we don't, we we're in such inflationary crisis that uh, I, I'm not sure there'd be enough political will to do that. And by the way, when you're on the gold standard, the reason it controls a, a hard gold standard, just quickly, the we, the reason it controls the printing of money is, if you have it pegged to the amount of gold, you'd have to go mine more gold to produce more money, which is hard to do. What do they have to do to produce more money now, Joe? Just produce it. Yeah. They just get a couple of keystrokes. You'd have to go mine more gold. Rowan McBriarty. Hey, Dan, sometimes you use MSNBC, the Washington Post, and other liberal outlets as sources, but then you tell us they're lies and most of the country doesn't trust them. Is it just that every now and then they have a random act of journalism and how would you know if it is? Thank you, Rowan. Perfect question. I opened up the show and answered you at the beginning. So I'll just summarize again. Lefties will always, they are always lying. Whenever they tell the truth about liberalism, they're not telling the truth about liberalism. They're throwing a person under the bus like Joe Biden or David Dinkins to protect liberalism. So you have to be careful. Listen to the cuts. Go listen to Mika Brzezinski and them again. Notice how they don't indict big government. They go after the administration's incompetence. You see it every time. Once you learn to pick it out, you'll never forget. All right, that's it. All right, folks, I will see you tomorrow on my show on Fox, unfiltered, 9 p.m. Saturday night. Please don't miss it. And uh, see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.